You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. And the Holy Spirit just keeps on pressing the agenda of Jesus Christ, reminding us again and again of what Jesus said, reminding us again and again of Bible truth, reminding us of Scripture. So remember, the more Scripture you hear, the more the Holy Spirit has to work with. When Joshua led Israel into the Promised Land after crossing the Jordan River, they took stones from the river and made a monument as a reminder of God's faithfulness. Pastor Dion tells us today that it's important to be reminded of God's works often. If we lose sight of who God is, then we won't act in faith, but in fear. The Holy Spirit reminds us and encourages us to have faith. The same God that helped Israel cross the Jordan was the same God who would take down the Jericho Wall and is the same God that's helping us today. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of John chapter 14 as he continues his message, The Function of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the magnet. He draws us to the Father. He will convict us of our sin. He will convince us of righteousness point to Jesus, and he will also try to scare us about the judgment. He will do whatever it takes to bring us to a place of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the only way of salvation. Now, once the Holy Spirit, working from the outside, has wooed us to repentance and faith in Jesus, he revives the dead spirit within us. When we say, you know what, I see it and I am so sorry for my sin. I have acted like a jerk. I have been a jerk. I have, I have offended God. And we come to that place of rep- repentance. Guys, the Holy Spirit moves in and he revives a dead spirit within us. And here's the verse. And y- you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. So the Holy Spirit ignites at that moment, at that place of Surrender to the Lord Jesus, he ignites a new spirit within us. Jesus calls it being born again. Say it out loud. What? Born again. Paul called it having a new creation or being a new creation in Christ. Now, at that very moment, he, the Holy Spirit, indwells us. Everybody say spirit inside. All right, so he moves from the outside, from trying to convince us about Jesus and the way of salvation, drawing us to the Father. And when we surrender, He comes in, He moves in, dwells us. The Apostle Paul explained it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. Haven't you yet learned that your body is the home of the Holy Spirit that God gave you? And that he lives within you. Your own body does not belong to you. For God has brought you 
or excuse me, bought you with a great price. So use every part of your body to give glory back to God because he owns it. So what happens when, when, when we, we first surrender? Uh, he regenerates us. He begins, he ignites a new spirit within us. But then he himself, the Holy Spirit, moves in and we become a temple or a home for the Holy Spirit. That's awesome, right? See, when we confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit, as I said, births a new spirit within us. He baptizes us into a new family, the family of God. And then he ignites a new appetite in us for God's word. Then he indwells us. He moves in, takes up residence in us, and he serves as God's this. Everybody said out loud a what? A seal. Everybody said a what? A seal. As God's seal upon us. So the Holy Spirit moves in and he functions as God's seal upon us. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has marked you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Some people, I'll give you a little explanation. Some people are pretty possessive about their stuff. You know, they place identifiable markings on things, on everything. They spray paint their tools and equipment. They'll etch their names into jewelry and valuables. They'll place private property signs on their fences. They will stamp their books. They will brand their cattle. They will insert ID chips in their pets. And they will even tattoo their partners. She's got his name and he's got her name. Huh? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Identifiable markers that declare that person or that thing is owned, kept, managed. Loved. Well, the Holy Spirit is a seal, and He is marking us as, everybody said out loud, private property. So, isn't that awesome? He leads us and draws us to the Lord from the outside. When we finally surrender, He ignites a new spirit within us, and then He moves in, and He is the seal that we are private property. Say it again. What? Private property. In fact, look at your neighbor and just touch your chest and say, private property. You know, like the wedding band that discourages all those single vultures. You know what I'm saying? The Spirit makes known that you're taken. You belong to God. And if you belong to God and the Spirit is in you, well, the devil can't cross over and snatch you out of God's hand. Jesus said it like this, John chapter 10 and verse 28. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. And no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, because the Holy Spirit 
indwells and seals us, Satan can't steal us back or even separate us from God's love. And that's what Paul wrote about in Romans chapter 8. He said that nothing will separate us from the love of God, not persecution or angels or distress or demon spirits or the devil himself. Nothing will separate us from the love of God because the Holy Spirit has sealed us. So we can go ahead and sing to the devil that Taylor Swift song. We can sing, we are never, ever, ever, like ever getting back together, ever, right? Go ahead and wave at him and say, never, right? Because the Holy Spirit has sealed us. He is keeping us. So because of the Holy Spirit, Satan can't separate us. He can't steal us. And he can't seize us. Everybody say, seize. Now, those of you who have asked, can a Christian be demon-possessed? Does a chicken have lips? Does a snake have hips? Can a bald man comb his hair? Can a cow sit in a chair? Right? No! Everybody say it out loud. What? No! Because of the Holy Spirit indwelling, Christians cannot be demon-possessed. Everybody say, cannot! That's made clear also in the book of Corinthians. It says, you know, we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And because we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, hey, listen, evil can't cohabit with good, with righteousness. It can't. Now, there are a few churches and pastors that propagate that Christians can be demon-possessed. But not only is there no scriptural support for their belief, the Bible completely contradicts that belief. When the devil tries to threaten or scare you, the Bible doesn't say, pray hard and plead the blood of Jesus so demons won't seize you. Instead, the Bible tells us, reminds us of this. Greater is he that is living in me than he that is in the world. You are spoken for. And so that loser has to find another ride. Amen? So the Holy Spirit's function is to keep believers, to protect and secure us. That is so awesome. Because, you know, left to yourself, you drift. You are distracted easily. You are sucked in to the, and willingly will walk into the wrong things. But the Holy Spirit will keep us. That is so awesome. Protect and secure. Now, another function of the Holy Spirit is to teach believers. Everybody say the word to what? Teach believers. So not only will he regenerate us, not only will he indwell us, not only will he seal us, but he will also teach us. Jesus described in detail the functions of the Holy Spirit like this. John chapter 14, verse 26, here's what it says. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Read it out loud with me. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. 
So Jesus promised not to leave us like orphans. He's not going to leave us like sheep without a shepherd, like students without a teacher, like players without a coach. He will not leave us like the bad news bears, if you know what I'm saying. Jesus said, I'm not going to do it because you are just that bad. But I'm not going to leave you like that. I will send you the third person of the Godhead to teach. Everybody say it out loud. What? To teach you. Now, the word teach is defined as instruct at a student level. The Holy Spirit will never come over and say, the eschatological ramifications of the antediluvian age. He will just say the flood of Noah. That's what that is. You guys got it, right? The Holy Spirit will always teach us in a way that we can grasp. See, the Holy Spirit knows that when it comes to spiritual things, we are not the brightest crayons in the box. Look at your neighbor and say, you know he's talking about me right now. Just look at him. So he will keep it simple just for you. Look at your neighbor and say, just for you. The Holy Spirit will not teach above your heads. He will teach you at the level of your grasping. He will put the cookies on the bottom shelf so that you can reach them. He will unlock every door and open every shade. He will connect the dots. Everybody say, aha! And that's why you have aha moments because of the Holy Spirit. Not so much because of my teaching, but because of the person of the Holy Spirit who helps you get it. In fact, listen to Paul explain it like this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9, he says, No mere man has ever seen, heard, or even imagined what wonderful things God has ready for those who love the Lord. But, everybody said what? But, we know about these things because God has sent His Spirit to tell us. And His Spirit searches out and shows us all of God's deepest secrets. Ooh, that was a good place to shout, right? If that doesn't excite you, your wood is wet. Guys, listen. Alexa can play K-Love, but she can't reveal the will of God to you. Only the Spirit of God can do that. One poet said it like this. You may listen to the preacher, God's own truth be clearly shown, but you need a greater teacher from the everlasting throne. You do. Can you say amen? We do. All right. So not only will the Holy Spirit reveal truth us to us, the verse said, but He will also remind us of truth. Look at your neighbor and say, don't forget! That's what the Holy Spirit said. Don't forget! Not only will He reveal truth to us, connect the dots so we can have aha moments, but He will also remind us of the truth. Some of us are forgetful. And some of us are just stubborn. We're just cabezudos, knuckleheads. So the Holy Spirit will keep 
suppressing Jesus' agenda. Some of us going through life will forget what Jesus said, and the Holy Spirit will prompt us to forgive. The Holy Spirit will prompt us to look away. The Holy Spirit will prompt us to, you know, love, because some of us forget, and then some of us are just stubborn. And the Holy Spirit just keeps on pressing the agenda of Jesus Christ, reminding us again and again of what Jesus said, reminding us again and again of Bible truth, reminding us of Scripture. So remember, the more Scripture you hear, the more the Holy Spirit has to work with. When you're in a pickle, sports stats, song lyrics, cooking recipes, or Sean Hannity's monologue won't help. So get the Word of God in you. I'm going to say it again because some of you got it and some of you still. So remember that the more Scripture you hear, the more the Holy Spirit has to work with. Because when you're in a pickle, sports stats, song lyrics, cooking recipes, or Sean Hannity's monologue won't help. So get the Word of God in you. All right. So, not only will the Holy Spirit reveal truth, not only will the Holy Spirit remind you of truth, but the Holy Spirit will also rib us toward truth. Everybody say, rib us. Look at John chapter 16, verse 13. Here's what it says. However, when He, this is Jesus talking, the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will tell you things to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take of what is Mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit, Jesus says, will guide us. He, Jesus explained that the Holy Spirit will navigate us into or onto the right path. Kind of like an air traffic controller. He will steer you, the Holy Spirit will steer you clear of false teachers and teachings. He will give you spiritual discernment. And that's more than an intuition. It's more than a gut feeling, but an inward awareness of deception and division. The Holy Spirit will bring that to you. I mean, you might know exactly, you might not know exactly what the issue is that's going on, but you will know that something's not right. The Holy Spirit will create that check mark, that, uh, you know, discomfort, that somehow, you know, that discernment. I'm, you might not understand what is going on or why, but you feel something internally. In fact, John. Apostle John said it like this. 1 John chapter 2, verse 26. I am writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have 
received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true, for the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what he teaches is true. It's not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. So the Apostle John said that we don't need anyone to teach us discernment. The Holy Spirit will teach us discernment so that we won't be deceived or divided and so we'll remain in fellowship with Christ. There's an enemy out there that's trying to pull the wool over your eyes about truth, about the gospel, about salvation, about Jesus Christ, about the Holy Spirit. There's an enemy who would like nothing more but to keep you in the dark when it comes to God and his word. But we have a Holy Spirit who gives us discernment. So even though we might not understand that that is deceitful or that it will cause division, the Holy Spirit internally gives us discernment so that we'll recognize it. Ah, I don't understand, but there's something that's not right. So the Holy Spirit, guys, will reveal truth to us, will remind us of truth, and will rib us towards truth. And are you ready now for the Holy Spirit's biggest job? Are you? Well, I'd love to tell you, but it'll have to wait till next week because we are out of time. The function of the Holy Spirit, God indwelling, is unbelievable and beautiful and, 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 and so empowering. And when we begin to grasp it, it will make us so much more like Christ. In fact, I'll leave you with the last verse of the morning. And here it is. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like Him and reflect His glory even more. Will you read it with me? And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like Him or the Lord and reflect His glory even more. That is exactly what God desires for our life. That we become more and more like Jesus and reflect more and more of His glory everywhere we are. And the Holy Spirit's job is to see it happen. So aren't you glad we have the Holy Spirit, guys? Awesome. Thank you for joining us here as Pastor Dion Cordova has brought you The Simple Truth. In this series, Pastor Dion has been exploring the foundations of the Christian faith. What is it that makes us who we are? What separates us from the rest of the world? Jesus made it pretty clear when he was talking to his disciples in John 13:35, saying, By this all people will know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. <laughs> that might be a foundational truth, but it's not an easy one. Consider the disciples. They all came from different walks of life. 
Jesus brought together a zealot and a tax collector who were quite simply enemies. Then he told them to love each other. What does that look like in your life? Do you know that love is to be your defining characteristic? That means wherever you are, whatever church you walk into, no matter if they look differently or do things differently, love is what you're called to do. If you're looking for a community dedicated to that principle, come and see us. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. We have services Sunday mornings at 9 or 11. And if you'd like to jump into a Bible study with us midweek, come by this Wednesday evening at 7. We'd love to have you. All this information and more can be found at tmcalvary.com. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. Head on over there now and check it out. We're at the end of our time today, but we hope to see you again when we come back with The Simple Truth. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together we stand.